Hey everyone, this is The Beast with RexandTheBeast.com, and welcome to another episode of Coasters and Culture. Tonight, Rex and I are going to participate in a right or wrong segment where we will discuss four theme park related issues that are interesting to us, and hopefully, they will be interesting to you. It's good to be with you today. Join the journey. Here we go. Rex, it's been a while since we've done one of these things, man, right or wrong. But first of all, how are you doing in Denver? How are things going? You know, doing great. Uh, we had a little bit of snow Wednesday night, Thursday, but it has been beautiful since then. Today it was in the uh, high 60s, sunny, and so it's uh, supposed to be a great weekend. Looking forward to a little relaxing. Been extremely busy here in the uh, uh, Rex household, so a little wind down will be good. Yeah, it was beautiful here today, too. The sunny skies, clear, but it was freezing. It was one of those, you know, deception kind of deals. It looked really hot outside, but it wasn't. It was really, really cold. But, uh, yeah, right or wrong segment. So what we're going to do is uh, we have four statements here, four issues. I'm going to make the statement, and then we have to answer whether or not the statement is right or wrong. And then, of course, we provide our explanation as to why we think it is right or wrong. This is a lot of fun. It's just a neat way to get us into some of the issues and get the discussion started. And then we, of course, can hear from uh, those who are listening, uh, whether they think we are right or wrong. And, you know, it's interesting because you and I are so similar in so many ways as we approach the theme park world and uh, attractions and theme parks and everything. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, it's always interesting to see how many of these we land on the same side, right or wrong. Because wouldn't you say that most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, we usually come up with the same answers. Is that fair to say? I think that is fair to say. Uh, I am a little bit excited because I think the questions tonight potentially lend themselves to not all being the same. So I'm, I'm interested to see where we go here. Yep. So let's do it. Is she right? We're back here partying! Putting headbands on, doing drugs. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. Question number one, right or wrong? I'll let you take the first one here. Right or wrong? The Cabana Bay Beach Resort at the Universal Orlando Resort has the best view in Orlando with their Volcano Bay rooms. Now, when we're saying best view, we mean from a motel room, from a hotel room, from a suite, whatever. Does the Cabana Bay Beach Resort have the best view in Orlando with their Volcano Bay rooms? This is a bit of a tough one for me, but I am going with that this is right. That's right. And I will tell you why. Um, I really thought about this a lot because I was thinking about the rooms at the Contemporary that overlook Magic Kingdom. Yeah. I was thinking about uh, some of the, the views that you have now from the new overwater bungalows at um, uh, Polynesian. Yeah. Uh, and, but here's the difference. This view, and we've of course stayed in this room, uh, these rooms that have this direct view of Volcano Bay, Cabana Bay, you are right there. I mean, you are right there. You are looking out the window. 
you could throw a baseball, it feels like, right into the, the wave pool. And as impressive as some of those Disney rooms are, and even Animal Kingdom uh, with the Animal Kingdom Lodge, as cool as that is, the intensity that you feel when you open up those curtains and blinds or whatever, and you look, and you are looking right at the volcano. You're looking right at the water. It's just really very awe-inspiring and exciting. And I, I can tell you that I have never been in any other room anywhere in Orlando on a family vacation or on a Rex and the Beast vacation that gave me more joy in the view than the Volcano Bay views at Cabano Bay. Yeah. So this is, it's right for me. So on the first one, we're in agreement. And here's, because, you know, you've mentioned Animal Lodge. That's what I was going to say. Animal Kingdom Lodge has the safari views where you go out on your 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 deck and you're looking at a real live giraffe. It's hard to get more unique than that. So that that's pretty incredible. But here's the, here it is for me, Rex. And I would even go as far to say that it could be for me. I, you and I have stayed at some unbelievable places. It could be just in terms of sheer jaw-dropping that is the best view I've ever seen anywhere, not just Orlando. When we walked into that motel room and you pulled back those blinds, I'll never forget this, I was still back towards the door. Uh, hadn't gotten into the main part of the hotel room, but I could, you obviously could see where you were. And you pulled back the blinds. First thought that went through my mind was it's fake. It 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 looks like there is a picture of Volcano Bay attached to your window. It looks like it's one of these vinyl things that where you're you're the volcano is just up your nose. There's no way to describe it. If you've not seen it, you know how we always talk about well, it'd be cool if we could stay inside the park. It'd be cool if there was a motel inside Magic Kingdom or something like this. This that's what it looks like. It looks like you're inside Volcano Bay in a motel just looking out your window and there's the volcano. I I've never seen anything like it before or since that caused that kind of reaction in the view. I mean that that's how intense it is for me. No, it it is spectacular and um, it's not just us. I, I, obviously, I don't know for sure that they would agree with uh, the best view uh, in Orlando. But, you know, a bunch of our uh, friends and colleagues have post pictures of staying in those rooms all the time and just go off on it about how amazing it is, how awesome it is. Uh, I think it was a spectacular call by Universal to build the hotel such that those rooms have those views. And... Um, it's just great. And of course, the funny thing is, though, that we've had multiple chances to stay there again, and we have we still lean back towards our Royal Pacific and others. So even though it's, I think, the best view, perhaps it's not enough to trump the benefits of the other hotels for us. Yeah, that is a good point. That is a good point. It, there are certain things that are just must-dos, right? And you know, it's funny, whenever you move to, to Colorado, if you live up in the foothills of Colorado, like I did for three years, two and a half years in Evergreen, anybody who's outside of the state that moves to the state and then moves up into the foothills, if they have access to social media, it's not, a, it's not is it going to happen. It's going to happen. You are going to post a photo on your social media account of elk 
walking through the roads and all the cars just stopping and wait for the elk to pass. That's it's just a rite of passage. When you move there, you're going to see that. Po- I've seen that post since uh, I've moved back from Colorado probably half a dozen times for people who have moved there and, and they can't believe what they're looking at. I made that post when I moved there. There's no question. If you have social media, if you're a social media person and you walk into this Volcano Bay room, that photo is going on social media. It's not a matter of if. It's I'm going to show you I'm inside Volcano Bay, it seems to me like, and everybody takes those photos. It's just it's hard to describe how intense it is and how wonderful it is. So, yeah, two major thumbs up to Universal for those rooms. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's get on the second one and see if we're going to agree here. Right or wrong, Halloween Horror Nights 30 which is going to be this year, 2021. So the event, Halloween Horror Nights 30, will be the largest attendance to date at an HHN event. Is this for me or are you taking uh, Oh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. You, uh, you take the first two and I'll, I'll take the second two. All right. Um, I am... The answer to this for me is wrong. Okay. And the reason for that is I still think there's going to be enough people that do not want to come out to the amazing crowds that it will be because of COVID-related issues or travel issues and all of that, uh, especially international travelers, that I just don't believe it will match a couple of the amazing years we've had over the last four or five years uh, prior to COVID last year. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be insane. I think there's a chance that the opening weekend is the biggest opening weekend ever. But if we are talking about the entire event, I believe that the previous couple of years will be the most. Now, if we're talking about like total attendance, then perhaps it will be right because I haven't counted the days yet, but I believe it is substantially more days than we've ever had before. And obviously that impacts it. But if we're talking about average per day, I do not believe this will be the biggest. I think it is wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think it's wrong too, but maybe not as strong as, as you do. Um, tell me, what exactly is it that you do do? You know what that's from? Oh, what is it you do do that you <laughs> say do, you do do so well? Um, I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. No, I'm, it's it's young Frankenstein when yes yes his feet Madeline Kahn visits him at the castle and then uh, absolutely gorgeous Terry Gar the best, I mean her just she's just so striking in that movie is there and Madeline Kahn says tell me what exactly is it that you do do. <laughs> Then Gene Wilder has it, you know, just the expression that only he can provide in that situation. Anyway, I'm not so sure that the clientele for Halloween Horror Nights gives one anything about COVID. So I don't think that's going to be a huge, maybe a little, but not enough to keep it from being insane. I'm just not sure right now with all the whole situation having there's some consistency here having been off a year that we can top what happened a couple of years ago when with the first um stranger things house that's the craziest thing i've ever seen at halloween horror nights the lines were so insane 
there's there's just nothing. We you and I have never seen anything like that. I mean, the standby stuff, the stay and scream, was backed all the way around the corner, going all the way down toward disaster. Remember? And I don't think it's going to top that, I, unless there's some major of house or some major event. But I don't even know what that would be that could bring in the kind of people that that Stranger Things was insane that was even bigger than uh walking dead right i think it was it was just i, I we have never seen those kinds of crap the 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 what's our place there at the stay and scream where we eat finnegan's uh, yeah i mean you know there were you could not get another person in there with a shoehorn there was no way to get in that um holding area uh, during that time so uh, i'm i don't think it'll be the biggest but i think it's going to be crazy yeah, it's going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. There's no doubt about it. It's going to happen. But but I do believe, again, especially since, you know, we there is such a legitimate percentage of HHN crowd that is from the U.K., uh, yeah. from that area. I just do believe that the travel issues will still be there. Now, there's a lot of time left. A lot of those may be long gone, and maybe that won't impact it at all. But um, But we'll see. But with or without the COVID drop, I, I agree with you. I don't see it beating that. However, this is a discussion for you and I that we still have to have is that opening weekend and that opening night could be epic in its craziness. And it's almost making me want to go, even though it is insanely early. A matter of fact, I think it is Labor Day weekend. Have you confirmed that? It's before. Well, I just saw someone tweet that it'll be the first time the event has started before Labor Day. So, but, but, well, it has to be, right? Because Labor Day weekend is the first weekend in September. Yeah, so, it is. So, right. Yeah. So, that'll be that Monday's Labor Day. So. All right. Yeah, which makes it even crazier. So, I don't know. I, you and I, I mean, it would be fun to go down there and see it, but I could see this being a situation where, you know, we have tickets, we go. There's six-hour lines. There's like three-hour lines even for Express. And we're like, well, let's go get some donuts. Just forget no, it. I, yeah, <laughs> but that, that's all right. I mean, that, we'll just hang out and uh, deal with it. It's like we're not doing anything. We're just sitting here looking at all of you. Right. So. And then we'd have to go back a few weeks later to actually do the mazes. I for guess. sure. That's that's the call. That's right. the way if to we, do it. Oh, right. yeah. If we do it, there's no way we're going opening weekend, and that's it. No chance. No chance. <laughs> no good. That's a um, no-go. No, it's a no-go right there, man. Okay, third. I'll I'll answer, I'll start the discussion on this one. Third statement, right or wrong? The harmonious structures in Epcot ruin the view of the World Showcase Lagoon. So, uh, I, hopefully, our people know what we're talking about here. Harmonious is the new nighttime musical fireworks thing that's going to replace Illuminations at Epcot, and. These massive structures are in the middle of World Showcase Lagoon that during the day are going to be turned into like water fountains, but they're huge. They're like six stories. Whereas with Illuminations, everything was brought out on barges uh, just before the show, and then everything was toted back and you had a clear view across the lagoon. So does the harmonious structures ruin the view of the World Showcase Lagoon? Okay, so I'm going to say yes. But I want to clarify my terms here, because what do we mean by the word ruin? There's there's an objective, and then there's a subjective. So, objectively, 
Does a six-foot structure and then two massive side structures ruin the view? There's an objective. Yes. I mean, you can't see across the lagoon. I mean, it just practically speaking, there, there's a certain kind of ruination <laughs> that has happened. But then there's the subjective, if when I'm standing there, is my experience of the lagoon looking across the lagoon ruined? Well, there's, there's no way to answer that because that's such a subjective thing. So I... For me, personally, I, I, well, you know, for me personally, I've not been to Epcot enough to even know. What I definitely don't think is the deal is that everybody's freaking out as if this is running Epcot as a package deal, like comprehensively. I think that's ridiculous, right? And in six months, no one's even going to be talking about it. And it's just one of those things that comes with changes. But in its specific, is it a deterrent to the actual view? Uh, Yes, I think the answer to that is that's right. Your take. Well, first of all, uh, let me say I believe that is the uh, first time that I have heard ruination used since uh, the line, do you know this one? Uh, if I don't charge you something, the Presbyterians are going to pray for my ruination. That's exactly where it came from, baby. That's exactly, <laughs> so exactly where it If came. anybody doesn't know that one, look it up. This is coasters so, and culture, so they need to get on, get on that, you know. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Which so, is also right exact, or wrong. 60% of our language comes from movies. Right. I mean, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Okay, the harmonious structure will yeah. uh, ruin the view of World Showcase Lagoon. Yeah. I have a different answer than I would have had uh, 72 hours ago. My answer okay. is wrong. Wrong. Um, and I, when I first saw that, and first saw the whole the whole setup i was like this is not good i mean this really is is uh, an eyesore and difficult and going to kind of blow the view and then over the last let's say 24 to 48 hours i've seen a number of different videos and pictures that people have posted and i realize you know yeah if you're standing right there and you do a telephoto zoom lens right up its nose and show how in big it is and this and that yeah it looks pretty ridiculous but when you get the full view over the entire lagoon and with all of the buildings in the distance and everything else that's going up all of a sudden you realize you know it really doesn't look that bad um, I mean obviously to your point you still have these large structures that are in the way quote unquote but there are other large structures that are in the way. If you're looking at it that way, you're not, you know, standing out in a, you know, empty field looking out over a, a water. So, I I actually think it's going to be fine, and I am saying no, and uh, that it is wrong. It will not ruin the view, but I'm sure looking forward to checking it out here in about a month. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to checking out Harmonious. I, so I mean, we could even get into that at Epcot. I'm a much bigger fan. You know, I've I've done a lot more like fanboy stuff with Epcot than you have. You know, I have. I, I'm assuming you don't have the uh, the soundtracks to the various pavilions memorized, right? I mean, I I I've listened to this stuff on YouTube. I've gone back to the like Wonders of Life pavilion. I've, I know the soundtrack to Wonders of Life. Of course, I have Horizons and Spaceship Earth, all that stuff memorized. So I love Epcot, I think, much more than you. I think that's very, you know, fair to say. Illuminations. The pre-show music for Illuminations 
Again, I mean, would you could you would you say you could even identify one song from the pre-show of Illuminations? This just isn't your kind of thing, really. No, yeah, it, no, there's I mean, no ch no chance I could do that. Yeah, and, and Epcot is is just geared to you know the people who really miss the old classic Epcot. This is the stuff they why they wrote you know loved it because every pavilion has its own soundtrack. There's their own soundtrack to the pre-show of the Illuminations. Every pavilion has its own mascots that are unique to Epcot and so forth. And all of that you know you'll hear them complain is being lost because they're just bringing IP stuff in now and it just looks like another Disney Mickey Mouse thing and that's not what Epcot was supposed to be. But anyway, even if you put all of that to the side. Illuminations was an amazing, amazing show. It's just, you and I saw it together one time, and we were blown away by it. It was that night we did that great photo, you know, those great photos at Epcot that we, that we took. So will Harmonious just be able to be better uh, on the same plane as Illuminations? And again, for those who are true fans, the concern is, well, there's just going to be so much of this IP stuff that, it's going to take away from the beauty and the power of the original show and that much. And then you tack onto that the, a six-foot, six-story structure in the middle of it. So for those who are really just huge fans, all these little things keep tacking on as, as annoyances. But I'm with you. I, I'm holding out that it's going to be great. You know, we are talking about Disney Imagineers here. Chances are the fountains are actually going to look really nice when they're on during the day. So, again, I don't think we, we can go crazy and say, well, the whole park is in jeopardy here because of these structures. That's, that's just ridiculous. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, the other thing, I think at the end of the day, you and I are both pretty willing to accept change. We will point out when, where there's problems, where there's inconsistencies, where we may have some struggle. We wish so-and-so wouldn't happen or something like that. But at the end of the day, you and I go with the flow pretty easy. Like, it's probably going to be better in the long run. And so... Let's just write it out and see what happens. That's kind of the way I feel about this as well. Yeah, I, I think that's fair, certainly compared to some of the theme park uh, folks out there who really lose their minds with the change. All right. Unless, of course, you just put an attraction in Islands of Adventure that's not connected to any island at all and just sits there. But nobody cares about that except me and you. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Rain of rain of no, I'm, I, I'm joking. I mean, oh, we've, yeah, we've yeah, we've ha hammered that in detail. Is that you know? Well, I just keep coming like, back to that. Is like they're losing their minds, yeah, right? They're losing their minds. You write an article about it. You're dealing with it, and everybody's like, no, no problem. What's, no what's up? Yeah, it's just insane. Okay, number four and last. <clears throat> right or wrong? Rex and the Beast. That's me and you. Beast and Rex will enjoy. Rise of the Resistance more than Flight of Passage. You and I in just a few weeks are going to be at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida. We are staying on site at the Grand Floridian. We're going to be going to Disney Studios. We're going to be riding Rise of the Resistance for the first time. You and I also think that Flight of Passage is one of the best new attractions that we have ridden and one of the best new attractions, period. Best attractions in Orlando and around the world. Will we like Rise of the Resistance more than Flight of Passage? So this, this is actually hard for me because I love Flight of Passage. I have a two-part answer here. I'm going to say right for me, wrong for you, just because I love Star Wars more than you do. That's uh, so I, I just I think my my love of Star Wars 
is going to push me over the I think I'm going to freak out in seeing some of these things, some of these practical effects that we haven't seen to this scale. And, and I think you and I are on the same page here. We don't know anything about the attraction. Nothing. I've not watched a POV. I've not read Wikipedia. I don't know what the plot is. I know nothing about the attraction. So I think the first time through it, I'm going to be more blown away by it than I was Flight of Passage. But given your love of Flight of Passage, which you've made perfectly clear, and your less love of Star Wars, I think you won't be as turned on by it. So that's where I am. What do you think? Right well, or wrong? Yeah, no. Um, the answer for me is right. Um, I, I, I think that uh, we will like Rise of the Resistance more than Flight of Passage. And for some people, that might not be, as you mentioned, that might not be quite as big a deal, as big a statement as it is for us. Um, because I still have it at the moment, I still have Flight of Passage as my number one attraction in Orlando um, at, for overall attractions. And so... And you think Rise is going to knock it out? I do. Wow. I, I, really I didn't do. realize that. I didn't know yeah. you were that yeah, anticipating I, which, it like that. Well, which is an interesting thing because I really think that's true. But I, and uh, you know, we've only talked about this 600 times, but maybe this actually helps is... I feel like at this point we don't have quite the huge buildup to it as we have many other attractions that were yeah. big new attractions, which is an odd juxtaposition. You know, if if I really think it's going to knock and become number one in all of Orlando for me, then why am I not super, super pumped and super into right. it and this and that? I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's been out there so long. I don't know if it's because we haven't gone in a while and, you know, there's a lot of other things I'm thinking about too. But at the end of the day, I believe we walk out of Rise of the Resistance and we look at each other and we say, that was the best ride we've ever been on. That's what I think is going to happen. Wow. That's really exciting. It is. It is. Hopefully we'll get on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully we just work our way over there at some point, you know, decide if we... It's not like you have to be there right at, you know, the crack of dawn or anything. <laughs> right. Well, that's really cool. I mean, you know, Flight of Passage is still number one for you. Uh, Forbidden Journey is still number one for me. And that's and, number and, two for me. And, and it's just going to take, you know... If Flight of Passage didn't knock Forbidden Journey out of the number one spot, I, I don't know what's going It's going to take something just r really unbelievable. And, of course, we get into that discussion, like the tournament thing of what are the best attractions. I mean, Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, I mean, they're, they're all up there. But Potter, uh, you know, Forbidden Journey is just at another level. And now over the years, as we have ridden them, if we could go back like five years— I listened to a podcast. You and I were kind of debating, like, "Wow, is it Gringotts or is it Forbidden Journey? Which is better? We love them both." It's not even a for me. It's not even an issue anymore. I, Gringotts is still top five, maybe like so good, but Forbidden Journey is still, in my opinion, now just still way better for me. Yeah, I just, and I, th I, I think that's I think that's true. Uh, and I, I'm not sure we really pushed the Gringotts Forbidden Journey for very long. Just for a little while, we talked about it, but. Um, I mean, Forbidden Journey has had the, the lead ever since it's been there. Again, this gets, a, you know, really intriguing issues around here. I mean, Forbidden Journey and Flight of Passage has this issue as well, um, have probably the most issues of any 
quote, best attraction or best ride. And what I mean by that is like, for example, our sister cannot ride it uh, because of the motion sickness issues. Um, And so that's an interesting thing if you're talking about that on, as you said, an objective level. um, I don't think Forbidden Journey is anywhere near the top because of that. But on a subjective level for us personally, it's right. It's right up there. To me, it's a very, very tight two to fly to passage. And then obviously for you, number one. Yeah. Oh, we talk, yeah. Like you say, you talk about it a million times. Just the blending of the physical effects with the digital effects is uh, still just at the pinnacle of theme park. Well, and the issue, the issue we have with Flight of Passage as well is you've still only ridden it one time. Right. Uh, and I, I've ridden it multiple times, but, you know, only a few. And so uh, you still have newness and excitement about it in a different way that, We'll see if, you know, we ride it another couple of times on this trip if uh, we feel like it starts to modify at all. Right. Yep, that's right. Okay, so there are the four issues with the right or wrong segment. We were trying to try to do this in half an hour. It is exactly almost 29 minutes, so we've done a pretty good job here. You and I head out to Walt Disney World in Orlando on April what? Uh, uh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Matter. Oh, the heck with it. Uh, forget it. So uh, I believe we uh, I believe we head out on the twenty first. April twenty first is the uh, when we head out. We're going to be there through the rest of the week up until Saturday, um, and this is a full time Disney trip, which is somewhat unusual for us. Uh, I do not believe we will be stepping foot into Universal on this trip unless we get unless there's unless they are uh, soft opening. Velocicoaster, then True. maybe we think about it. True. But even then, probably not. Yep. Since we're, because we're going back in just a couple of months. Right? That's right. That's right. We will be back in uh, July with a, uh, a big family trip. My family, your family, our sister's family. And that's going to be pretty amazing. We're going to have some amazing pictures of uh, of the house we're staying at that trip. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be so good. My kids are so excited about that. But yeah. Um, just so much going on, man. I mean, what an exciting time. We, it seems like we say this now every time we podcast, but you've got all this stuff at Disney. The 50th anniversary, which they've announced, will start in October of this year and go for 18 months. You've got the opening of Epcot that everybody is flipping out over. And, of course, our boy uh, Braden from Mickey Views has been doing a great job keeping us up to date on that. Uh, then you've got, you know, the Velocicoaster. Um Epic Universe is back. Uh, big news. With, you know, big news. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the, it's continuing forward. And then today we get the announcement with Beetlejuice, uh, one of the mazes that will be at HHN 30. I got to go back and watch Beetlejuice. I don't think I've seen it since the 80s. So I got to go back. It's, it, that's not been one of those that I've watched a million times over the years. What about you? No, I haven't. I think I've seen it a couple of times is all. Um, I, I, I probably did not like Beetlejuice quite as much as, as you do. I I thought it was good and I enjoyed it, but I haven't thought of it as an absolute classic. So, uh, probably worth checking out again, see how I feel after all these years. So, well, I'm just a huge Michael Keaton fan. Well, I am too. Massive. And, uh, like in Batman, so in 1989, uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, you remember when, uh, he's in the apartment with Vicky Vell and Jack, or Joker comes in, and he's you know he's got the thing under his suit. And you remember that scene, of course, right? Sure. And at at one point he says, uh, 
you know, he, Michael Keaton leans over and says to Jack, I know who you are. And he says, let me tell you a story, you know. There's a, and then he takes out the fire poker and smashes the thing and says, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. And he, it's Beetlejuice. He does Beetlejuice in like those 10 seconds. It's so clear. It's so obvious. And it's just so fun because it, and in every one of, you know, Tom Cruise, he's got the run. He's going to do the run in every movie. And it's like almost every Michael Keaton movie, he has a, a 10 second Beetlejuice moment. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, kind of. I haven't thought about it as Beetlejuice, but it's, you know, the, the kind of 10 seconds of sort of losing your mind for just a second about something and uh, having that kind of snide reaction with some intensity to it so I, I yeah i do know what you think yeah and his voice you know how he gets his teeth together you yeah. want to get nuts yeah. let's get nuts you know it's just he's got that beetlejuice thing going on but anyway i i love michael keaton and um so i'm excited about that i think it'll be a, a great maze and it seems like the theme park community is hugely excited yeah that does it. seem true that does seem true um so i i will uh i will say though um you know, I mean, Beetlejuice is all well and good, but I mean, it's no no dream team. No dream team. Yeah, most people don't even know that movie exists, right? Uh, yeah, but let me tell you, <laughs> Keaton does exactly what you're talking about two or three times in that one. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it fits that character per perfectly, including right? the greatest uh, blind swing to hit somebody in the history of movies. So, I mean, yeah, I mean. Was Dream Team before Batman? It was, it yes, was wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, that's why he got the Batman role, man. Somebody was watching that movie. He's like, man, this guy can throw a punch. It, it's one Batman. of the greatest, greatest things ever when he spins throwing that sucker into the air. I mean, and of course, they have some amazing sound that makes it just sound like it's cutting through the air as he swings, you know? <laughs> so good. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think about the segment, uh, right or wrong on the various issues. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, this is The Beast saying, be strong and courageous. Rexofthebeast.com. Join the journey. Yeah.